So my family is originally from Pittsburgh. And so, yeah, I have been a Steelers fan my entire life, not just this year when it's easy to be a Steelers fan, when they're 10-0 or something. I, I'm not a bandwagoner, don't worry. I am a little bit sad, though, that I have to wear purple on the week that we play the Ravens. So here we go. <laughs> so my family is all from Pittsburgh, and we moved down to Richmond right before I started kindergarten. And so pretty much every single holiday that I can remember, my family and I would travel to Pittsburgh to see my grandma and all the rest of my relatives. And while it wasn't a terribly long drive in the grand scheme of things, maybe like six, year, six hours or so, if it was six years, then we'd be in big trouble. But six hours, it sometimes felt, at least to my sister and I, my little sister Kenzie, to be an eternity. So we resorted to all sorts of various tactics to try to make the trip go a little quicker. So a big one was snacks. So getting all of our favorite snacks together and eating our way to Pittsburgh, that passed the time for sure. Uh, music, so we had compact discs back then, that was fun. Ancient history by now, but that helped pass the time. We'd play the usual car games, you know, family car games. Those are really boring, but they help pass the time too. But the most magical way to pass the time while you're driving, if you're not driving that is, is to sleep to fall asleep. If, if my sister and I managed to get a good solid nap in, we could wake up and be halfway to our destination without even realizing it. In what seemed like a blink of an eye, you could practically already be at grandma's house if you could just fall asleep. Now, that strategy works great for car rides. It works great for red-eye flights. It works wonderfully for train rides, all that stuff, but it doesn't work for life. It really doesn't work for life. Because your life has a destination, you were created with a goal, a definitive end in mind, you are not an accident. You were handcrafted by a God who loved you into existence, and He is our destination. And the church is the vehicle, the car, if you will, that if we stay in that church, in that vehicle, will take us straight to our home, to the place where our family is. Pope Francis recently tweeted, just, just yesterday, actually, it was really good timing because it works perfectly for my homily. He tweeted this, We do not live aimlessly and without destination. We are awaited. We are precious. God has prepared for us the most worthy and beautiful place, paradise. Now, it doesn't take very long when we look around at the world today to find out that, that we're not in paradise yet. In fact, we have a really long way to go. We're still on the way. And if we're honest... The road ahead looks really long and very dangerous, and it looks exhausting. It looks tiresome. We might be tempted to think that we could just fall asleep and wake up when we're closer to the destination. Can't we just snooze through the majority of this trip? Make it go faster, God. 
please, I do not want to have to do the hard work of waiting in the car. Let me just slump into my usual hibernation mode. Netflix binging, dirty websites, food and drink, distractions, sports, online shopping, the constant stream of 24-hour news, whatever it is in your life that causes you to kind of fall asleep, to be lulled into deep slumber. Let us dream about that. Let's, let's dream about being successful and financially secure and wildly popular on Instagram. I'm too tired for virtue. I'm too tired for penance, God. I'm too exhausted to enter into spiritual warfare. So just let me rest my eyes a little bit, Lord. It's no big deal. Wake me up when we're closer to our destination. And I think temptations to fall asleep like these are even harder now at this particular moment in history. Because let's face it, we're all worn out. We're tired. The year 2020 has been absolutely exhausting in so many ways. And I bet most of us, somewhere deep down in our hearts, would love to be able to go to sleep and wake up when this is all over. Wouldn't it be nice just to doze off and wake up halfway to paradise? But, as the church always seems to be able to do so well, she gives us a rude awakening. She gives us the season of Advent, where it's a season of watching, of staying wide awake. And Jesus, our Master, tells us in our Gospel today, be watchful, be alert. May the Lord of the house not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. In other words, falling asleep isn't an option for us. It's incompatible with the Christian life. We have to stay awake. We have to keep our eyes wide open. We have to stay engaged. We can't afford to check out. G.K. Chesterton once observed that images of the Buddha always depict him with his eyes shut, with his eyelids heavy and sealed with sleep, looking kind of inward. The Christian saint, he says, in very stark contrast, is always shown with eyes wide open, frightfully alive, are his exact words. They're always looking outward, always active, in the sense that they are always waiting on the Lord's word, on what the Lord has in mind, what his will is for their lives. G.K. is right. The saints are wide awake. They're frightfully alive with divine grace. Their eyes are really open. They're really able to see what's going on. And God wants to wake us up too. God wants to wake each one of us up. Why? Well, because he's about to do something new. Do you not perceive it? He's about to rend the heavens and come down, as the prophet Isaiah said in our first reading today. We await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, conceived in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary way back on March 25th at the Annunciation. That one, 
He is about to arrive. That's what the word Advent means. Arrival. It's the arrival of God. He arrived once in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. He will arrive again at the end of time. So we should ask ourselves, are we waiting for him with eager expectation? Are we wide-eyed and ready? Because, like it or not, the Lord is about to land. He is about to come right to our doorstep. He's about to come right into our hearts. And in just a few moments, he's going to go so far as to come right into our own hands, right into our own mouths in the Holy Eucharist. The Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament, that is Jesus arriving in us. So when we sing, or at least hear the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, wow, think about how deep that goes. Come, come into my, into my life in the Blessed Sacrament. Now, if all of that is true, if the fact of Christmas really does change everything, and really can give us hope and joy and peace, like all of our Starbucks cups are telling us that we should think and feel right now, then we have to fight the urge to fall asleep in defeat. We we need to shake off all that discouraged laziness that consumes us so easily. We must resist the fatigue of our secular age, all of the materialism and skepticism that would drag us back, would make us hit the snooze button and cover ourselves and just go back to bed. We have to stay awake. Now is the time to grow in virtue, to be converted more deeply to Jesus, to stay wide awake in the Holy Spirit. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Romans, you know the time, it is the hour for you to wake from sleep for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. So yeah, we can't afford to doze off. We can't sleep through the car ride to heaven. It is an active and urgent journey that demands our full participation. The liturgy where we fully participate in the offering of Jesus to the Father is a foretaste of that destination. And as we worship together here, we should hear Christ's words even more loudly, even more clearly, because he speaks them to us now. Watch. Now, how can we do this? Well, if if you are feeling a little groggy and a little sleepy, like me, if you need a cup of coffee to kind of wake you back up, then I've got four what I'm calling spiritual espresso shots for you. Four espresso shots that are sure to wake you up and keep you focused on the Lord. So, number one, go to confession. Go to confession. Priests go to confession. We're sinners too. How easily we allow our consciences to fall asleep. How quickly we justify and explain away our real guilt. The sacrament of reconciliation is given to us in order to wake us back up. One, to our actual culpability, stuff that we really did wrong, but also, and this is more important, it wakes us up to the Lord's infinite mercy. All right, so first espresso shot is confession. What a gift. Number two, come to adoration, Eucharistic adoration, gazing upon our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, wasting time with him, 
is a privilege. From that monstrance, Jesus is alert. Jesus is awake. He's ready to have a conversation with you. Looking at us in love. He looks at us in love from that. So why not look back? It'll keep you wide awake. Number three. Talk to someone about what God is doing in your life. How refreshing it is to share what the Lord is accomplishing. Share your story with people. Help them to know that God is awake in your life. It'll keep you awake. And it will maybe, just maybe, wake someone else up. And help them to know how much God loves them. And above all, oh, and fourth, I almost cheated you in an espresso shot. Fourth, pray the rosary. The rosary. Mary is the first and greatest disciple of her son. Her mission is to open our eyes to his goodness and to his love and to his sacrifice. So talk to her. She knows him better than anyone else. Talk to her. She will help you to stay awake. So, above all, those four espresso shots aside, I I also just want to leave you with this. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Because, you know, we, we need help. We need help to stay awake. And God means to help us. He means to support us and preserve us. He himself means to wake us up and keep us alert. The Lord's grace helps us remain tireless, helps us to keep moving forward towards our destination, towards paradise, one mile at a time. St. Paul told us in our second reading today that, that the Lord will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, Paul reminds us. He wants us to be at peace. He wants us to rest in the right way, not a self-indulgent, sleepy, tired, lazy way, but in a way that is always open to the Lord. Someone that I think does this really in a beautiful way that is an example to us is St. Joseph. And this is the last thing that I will blather about today. St. Joseph is that perfect example of a guy who is wide awake, ready to do God's work, but he's able to fall asleep in a good way. That's ironic, because this whole homily was about staying awake. But he does it in the right way. He's able to rest because he trusts God and he loves God. But he's able to hear the Lord's voice and act on it. He's able to be attentive, even as he's resting in the Lord. So, in this really busy time of year, in this stressful time of year, in this exhausting time of year... Maybe turn to St. Joseph and and ask him to help you, to pray for you, to be wide awake, to be ready to do the Lord's work, but also to rest in the right way, to be on fire with God and awake in him. Because God is awake in your life. God is alive and alert in your life. Turn to him and he will help you.